Welcome back to another Climb Together podcast episode. This is episode number 16. How y'all doing today? It's your girl Tonage, one of your co-hosts, Toner Scorp. And I got my friend here, also co-host, Deception the Rapper. Deception, say hi. Yeah, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to this episode, whether you're on Twitch Live right now or you're listening elsewhere, like on YouTube or any other place where you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. We've got a lot to talk about today, mainly because of two things. There's a lot of current events going on in like gaming and in the world itself. And the CDL major, the first one of this 2022 season um, was happening this past weekend. So I think we're going to delve into that first, kind of like get into yep. it, get into the nitty gritty and like have some hype, you know, because we had... It was a pretty exciting weekend, you know. I, I actually watched some some CDL matches this weekend, which is rare. Yeah, you can actually offer some insight. Uh, I know it's crazy. I'm not just sitting here going, "Mm hmm, oh yeah, mm hmm." Like I actually watched a couple, you know, and I and I I'm proud of myself for that one. I did fall asleep during one of them though, and because uh, I got out of work and I'm like, "Oh, I finally have, you know, I can catch this last game of the day." It was what was it? It was Boston versus. Who are they playing against Deception? Saturday night. Saturday night they played Ultra. Sa- okay, I watched the Boston versus Ultra map. And I did fall asleep during it. Part of it. Um, and then Riss got home. She's like, why are you sleeping? I'm like, I was watching Call of Duty and I got tired. And then I fell asleep, but then I woke up and watched the rest of the match. And it was pretty epic. So <laughs> <laughs> They really drag those things on. And I think they drag it on so you can like fall asleep, take a nap. And then wake up and still catch the end of the match. Yeah, honestly, I'm glad that they don't take nearly as long of a break between game twos and game threes this year. Because last year I felt like I could have literally made a sandwich, ate it, took a nap, went on a bus ride, and came back and I'd be back for game three. (laughs) Go for real. Like, I don't know what it was last year, but last year their break between game two and game three was just atrociously long. For but what reason, though? That's my like. It, it, they just put so long of a break. They've trimmed down a lot, so that's good because it 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 loses retention, you know. And I think they might have noticed that, and that's why it's not as long now. But you know, you win some, you lose some. I mean, we did have the highest. Uh, it did have the highest viewership in COD League history so far this weekend. Ooh, I saw so. Grand Finals peaked at one hundred eighty-six thousand viewers. Nice. <clears throat> Um, so I'm going to spoil it for you guys. If you guys don't already know, Optic won, which we called last week. If you guys weren't here, we called that. We called Optic winning. I mean, we didn't, we didn't predict it perfectly, but. We have, we were pretty close though. What we really wanted in our minds actually happened. And that was an Optic versus phase grand final. Oh yeah. I mean, we told, <laughs> we said, we're like, Hey, listen, Deception, did you change your scene to the Climb Together podcast scene? Yep. Um, but I mean, we wanted to see the optic versus face twice, but we were like trying to make it a little bit more exciting. You know, we are content creators at heart and we like, you know, we're content creators at heart and we're like Call of Duty, we're Call of Duty competitive absorbers at heart too. And we want to see some like really good matches. So that's kind of what we predicted with some really good matches. And I feel like we got really good matches either way, you know? I mean, like I said last time, the only thing that would be better entertainment value-wise was Optic versus Phase Grand Final. 
and that's mm-hmm. what happened. <laughs> and they faced each other twice, and Optic won both times. And I was like, "Hey, yo, let's go!" Which was pretty. That was pretty exciting. That was pretty exciting. Oh my god, sorry, I like had like a burp. Um, that's pretty <laughs> exciting. Um, yeah. but you know, and going into this, you know, we it was kind of like a make or break for a couple of teams. Like a lot of teams showed up, and a couple of them didn't. You know, Optic finally showed up. We, we've been waiting for them to kind of like. You know, be like, "Hey, we're back!" Because they haven't had oh, like a really great. They haven't really had like a great time in the CDL so far, and they really like said, "We're back, baby. We're here to stay." Um, so let's talk about the final placement, which I think is um pretty interesting, actually. Uh, if we think about it, so the pro- the way the prizing works is the bottom four teams didn't win anything, and uh, the other teams did. But let's let's go into it. Let's talk about it. So in eleventh, twelfth place, we had Subliners and Seattle Surge. And let me tell you, seeing Subliners down there is kind of rough because they have such a like they have good players, but they just like they're not pushing together well. You know? Yeah, they are. They're definitely not. Uh, I don't know what's going on with them for sure, but it's not looking good. You guys probably um, want to see this song. Probably should bring this up, so I'm not just looking. There you go. Sorry. As you were saying, Deception. Yeah, subliners, they are not they're not having a good time. Uh they just they just crumbled. They just did not play well at all this weekend. Mm-mm. Um I mean they they're like they showed up during pool play. You know, they they were a team to be reckoned with for the first part of the season, but they kinda just fell off. Seeing them, you know, in the bottom too is, oh man, you know, you would, you don't expect to see them there. You see, you expect to see, you know, Paris there. I mean, especially like in the in the S and D, they just looked lost. I mean, they just they looked like they had no idea what they were doing, and it just, I don't know, I don't know what's next for them either. That's the problem. Like, I I really could not tell you what their next move should be they really because... just they i mean the best move that they can do is just get back in the workshop and you know look over what happened and you know figure out how to how to like get better i mean nothing nothing that i've seen is confirmed but um i've heard some rumors that clay and Krim had like a some sort of verbal conflict uh before their match uh, on Thursday oh. or on Friday, and then I've heard things like Clay unfollowed NYSL and then followed him back. Uh, I've heard a lot of like interesting things that have transpired over the weekend since they lost. Well, that'll make for an, an, a nice, interesting um, next few weeks, I think, as we move on to the next um It's just, stage. I don't know, bro, like... It's so weird. Yeah, I agree. It is pretty weird. Like, the whole NYSL situation is just so weird because it's like, I almost feel like they can't play with Krim and Clay. Like, I almost feel like one, like one of them has to go. Yeah. I mean, they did team before, so you would think that would give them some sort of, like, chemistry moving forward, but... You know, they they won together before, and that's like you know going into this, everyone's just like, yeah, like they're they're gonna do well. You know, they have that you know chemistry. They're both like veterans in the in the league, and they've won multiple times, you know, separately, and they've won together. 
You know, you would think you would see them at least on the top eight, not on the bottom four, like we see them right now. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, they like you said, they have like such a history uh, with each other. Like they, they've won, they they won a championship. They well, they won multiple championships together. Like, you know, and and they both had success outside of playing with each other. So they've definitely shown that they're not just good with each other, but. I don't know, it just, like, I I think a lot of the problem is just the way that Vanguard plays, it just doesn't really fit with two people like them, because, granted, they are both still cracked, like, they can still play really well, but I feel like having two older school players together on a team now just kind of brings the team down. You know what it could be, also, is, like, they are two old school <clears throat> players with two new guys, so they could be having like an it could be an ego thing too at the end of the day you know they could be you know fighting over oh i know more than you you know cuz one of them's going to try to take lead you know what i mean one of them's trying to try to be the leader of the team like i know more than you and like try to like guide both well, of the I've new guys i've heard stuff like that i've heard stuff that like neptune has said that they're really hard uh people like they they're just very hard on the uh on their teammates and like you know they have expectations and stuff like that but it's just like it's it's a hard like it's really like a fine line to cross right there because part of it's like well they're hard on you because they want you to be the best that you can be and you're like a young talent so they're trying to build you so you need to learn how to take that and then part of it's like well maybe they are too hard on them and they need to like simmer down a little bit but i don't know i mean i mean it's hard for me to even tell what the fix is going to be for new york yeah, they better find one soon because if I'm gonna go to this major, you know what I mean, in 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 July, <laughs> you know they better they better show up at least a little bit, yeah. you know, because I'm gonna be out there and you know I'm not really I don't like living in New York, but and I like you know I like my optiking, you know what I mean, and I like my phase and I like my you know thieves, but but if I'm gonna be in New York City at a New York Subliners LAN event. I'm gonna be cheering on New York, man. And if they disappoint me, shh, not gonna be good. Not gonna be good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's next for them. You know, I, mean... I wanna, I wanna wear, I wanna wear my, you know, New York Subliner stuff that I have yet to order. But I'm not gonna order it if they don't start playing well. You know what I mean? I'll pull out my hex hat and my Good Vibrations collection that I bought and support Optic. You know what I mean? Like I got oh. Optic stuff. I mean, some of it's at Rissa's house because she stole it from me, but. You know, we yeah, imagine like imagine Rish just shows up at school wearing Hex Quarters merch, and everybody's like, "What?" She does though. She does. She has one of the shirts that I have, and she takes it with her to school. And oh my god, I wonder has, if like, anybody a... said anything about it yet. I don't know. She goes to a really small school, so maybe not. Yeah, that was kind of the thing about when I was in school. Is when I was a fan of like esports and stuff like that like nobody understood it like there was maybe like a few people that like really understood it but they didn't. i mean nowadays a lot more people know about it and follow it so it's you know. yeah it's it's definitely different now but, yeah. but i mean i did i as far as new york goes i just i'm lost i don't know it's i don't know what they need to do they need to figure something out though and then the other bottom two in ninth and tenth place, we got F- Florida sub. Uh, oh my goodness, Florida subliners. Wow, I don't. Maybe I need to drink some coffee. This morning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we got the Florida Mutineers and the Los Angeles Gorillas in ninth and tenth. Um, also winning nothing. Yeah, um, LAG got 
double swiped, yeah. destroyed. So did Florida. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. Like I just like Florida has been like a pretty dominant team in years. Not a dominant team, but they've been a pretty good team. They you know, really didn't see them in the bottom. They were floor. dominant in modern warfare. I mean, oh, after yeah. they picked up Awakening, they won three home series in a row. But yeah, I mean, like <clears throat> you know, you think about it and you're like, oh, you, that was one of the that was one of the teams you they rarely, if ever, saw in the bottom four of a of a tournament, let alone a major. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you would have told me going into like you would have told me after Modern Warfare that Florida would be toward the bottom almost every tournament through Color and Vanguard, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, they were nasty last year. Yeah, like, they, like, it's, it's sad to see. Sad to see. It's And it's it's sad to see, considering, like, they, they started off, like, pretty good, yeah. like, this year. Like, in when you look at, like, scrims and stuff, like... First little bit, they were grinding, and they were like one of, you could say they were one of the better teams, but then they just fell off. I don't know what happened. Hmm. Who knows? Um, and then, this is what this is what's surprising to me, okay? In 7th and 8th, we have Minnesota Rocker and Paris Legion. Paris Legion didn't, like, flat out get rocked. They actually won a series. Which is, they, like, whew, crazy. They beat Seattle Search. Optic three That's Odom. saying. That's saying. They went know. down to Paris, and uh, Paris ended up beating the search. It was it was wild. I watched that series. That's just that was crazy beyond me, you know. And, that was and, a good series. And I'll give it to them. Their Twitter game has been a little bit better. So maybe you know, maybe that has some sort of correlation. They've been tweeting a little bit more on Twitter. Not a lot more. I don't, know. I more, I don't know if this is like a money. Uh, is this is like a honeymoon phase because they picked up gravity for this event and all that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're probably gonna stick with gravity since they actually won a series. Yep. They won a series for the first time this year. But I mean, I couldn't tell you if it's a honeymoon phase or not. But they did play well. They mm-hmm. actually won that series, and they looked good against Surge. So you so. know, it, Paris Legion may be back. You know, in the, like because during Battle Four, there they had like a pretty solid team. They were winning quite. A, they were winning here and there. They too. took a map off of Frost and Breach yeah. too. So. I mean, you know, is Paris Legion coming back to one of the somewhat okay teams and not the bottom all the time? You know, that was one of the predictions well, that kind of went. I don't went... know if they've ever been one of the somewhat okay teams, but <laughs> <laughs> I think they've literally always just been at the bottom. It's just sometimes they're like, sometimes they show some signs that they still exist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and, and I think that's where one of our predictions kind of. I mean, for the most part, like our predictions were pretty spot on, but I feel like that that one was really one of the ones our that we did really not see coming. Our predictions really crumbled a little bit when it came to the losers bracket because, yeah, um, we like when it came to winners bracket, we were three for four. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only series that we picked wrong was Thieves versus Ultra, but, um, I mean. It, our predictions really crumbled when it came to the loser's bracket, like I said. Like, there was a lot of stuff that happened in loser's bracket that people didn't really expect. And that's, that's just a product of the land. That's I mean. good, though. I like We like unpredictability, you know. It makes it a little bit more exciting to watch. If you can predict every outcome, you know, like, if, if um like, if, the thing is, is, like, it could have gone either way to phase or optic in the predictions, yep. you know what I mean? But, you know, thinking about it a little bit more... It is an optic major, and it, if you guys didn't watch or see like clips from the weekend, like it was hype. Like it was probably one of the best crowds ever. Crowd really got behind them. The oh yeah. Time. I mean, uh, it was. Whenever optic played, it was like 
And I've heard like I've heard this multiple times, but granted, like you could hear the crowd like through the little crowd mic that they put at the mm-hmm. bottom of the stage and stuff like that. But like I've heard so many accounts saying that uh the crowd was way louder than what the mic actually was picking up. Oh yeah. Because like I they probably like, you know, capped out the mic with how loud they were being, you know what I mean? But the thing is, at the same time, like, people miss land. They, were, they you know probably I mean? did, to be honest, because I felt like, I mean, I watched all, I watched, like, every series, but I felt like the first series when they played against Surge, the crowd was louder on the stream than it was the rest of the weekend. Maybe they did, so like, they some, like... they might have kept up the mic. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I don't know, I just, uh... Just that land environment is so, is so crazy. You know what I mean? I love land, dude. I'm so glad dude, we're bro. playing on land again. Me too. I like it. I like it a lot. I, it brings a different element to um, it. See, seeing like the vibe of the esports arena and stuff like mm-hmm. that just makes me want to go to a land event, like, because it's just it's wild. It is wild indeed. I'm just kind of like I will. I will say one team. One team that surprised me was. Uh, London Royal Ravens. I yeah. I said that they would beat LAG. Um, I I I figured that would happen, but they came out and smoked Ultra. In the and sent Ultra to lose your bracket, and that was really cool to see. Granted, they did lose to Optic, but <clears throat> that was I think that was right when Optic was starting to really feel themselves because. Obviously, Optic 3 owed Surge. They looked really good there. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Phase 3-2, which was a reverse sweep. That was insane. I mean, Phase, it didn't look like a commanding like series like it did at Anaheim three years ago. But Phase definitely looked like they had the upper hand, and it looked a little bit dire coming from Optic going into the control, but... Optic were just they just turned it up. I they mean, said we're not losing. We're gonna you know stem. We're gonna step up and. I mean they played so well in the control and the hard point. Um, you know everybody was going off. Skump was running the third AR and I think that paid off because he ended up going thirty three and fourteen and had twenty nine non traded kills. Um, and they destroyed Phase in that hard point and then the Surgeon destroy. I mean the series was honestly like. Everybody's going to say it's one of the best series that they've seen, but, like, honestly, I feel like it could have been better. I mean, granted, I'm glad that Optic won. I'm glad that it didn't come to this, but if it would have been, like, around 9 or 10 or 11, it would have been better. But mm-hmm. the last that last S&D was just embarrassing on FaZe's part because Optic 6 owed them, and it was just the easiest thing. Like, it, it literally, they literally made it look like they were playing pubs. That's uh, that's not good, you know, when you're playing at I think a professional that's, level. I think that was the beginning of the end for FaZe as far as, like, I mean, obviously FaZe kept winning series and got to the grand finals, but I feel like after getting reverse swept by Optic at their home event and hearing the crowd and all that, I feel like FaZe started to crumble a little bit. You know, because they got 6-0 in that S&D. I mean, the Optic made it look like they were just, FaZe wasn't even playing the game. Um... But yeah, we had a we had a bunch of really good series. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at like, I mean, granted, it didn't go their way, but Phase versus Thieves was really good. Thieves really showed up against them. Um, 
I think there could have been a couple things that go their way, and Thieves could have won that pretty easily, to be honest. I mean, like I said, I think that's where FaZe is about to crumble, because, I mean, it, like, Thieves look good, but, like, they, like, they honestly could have easily beaten FaZe, like I said, but, um, Listen, you know, the, the Ultra versus Breed series was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we we had a lot of good series this weekend. thing is, is, like, every dynasty has to come to an end at some point. You know? Yep. And I mean, it's looking I like honestly think FaZe is... will probably have their time this year. I think they'll probably take at least one major. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if they'll take two or not. I like that, though, because they took pretty much every single one last year. Yeah, they took three last year, plus champs. And I like but... to see variety. One of my favorite things. Competitiveness. I like to see the. Variety I will say of it one all. series that surprised me a lot was uh, Ultra versus Phase. I thought Ultra could probably beat them with how Phase had been looking, especially in respawn. Oh yeah. But Phase three owed them. I don't know what Ultra was doing. I I I literally I don't under I don't know what happened. I don't know if they just I don't know if their controllers were broken. I don't know if their eyes were broken, but this the they just they got smoked by Phase. I mean, mm-hmm. Phase made it look easy. Um. And I, I definitely thought that series probably would have went to a game five if you did ask me before it happened. But now you wasn't know. the greatest showing out of Ultra. Sucks. It sucks to see though. You know, I, I, as much as I love, you know, Phase and I support like Phase in, in general. Um, I like to see people win that weren't expected to. And um, I like upsets. I like underdogs. It's, it's. Yeah. One of my favorite things of watching competitive. That's the same thing with like anything. when Ravens played Phase and Losers Finals. I think a lot of people wanted to see an Optic versus Ravens final, but yeah, but I don't know. I feel like an Optic versus Phase final was still good though. I mean, yeah, the Optic brings... versus Phase final. It breaks the rivalry back. The best outcome that could have happened. Oh yeah, I think it brings Especially the rivalry back. Especially with what had just happened on Saturday, like, <laughs> oh, that grand final was nuts. I mean. Obviously, like, we'll have to talk a lot about the Grand Final because, I mean, that was a best-of-nine series. That was where Optic sealed the deal, but FaZe just looks so bad at respawn. They just, they didn't win a single respawn. The only two maps that they won were Search and Destroy. Um, I mean, Optic just was so commanding in respawn in the Grand Final. I mean, they looked, they looked like FaZe did in respawn last year. Um. And yeah, I but Optic has always the, been a, like a really good respawn team, you know. I mean, they have been a good respawn team, but uh, they just—I mean—they were just holding Phase down. Like they just could not, Phase could not stop them. Like it seemed like Phase would, like especially like, and this is going to be a big point of contention for a lot of people that watch the fin- the grand final. But that game three, Gavutu control which was pretty controversial at times. But that game three Gavutu control phase, like they had optic like six or seven down and pinned in their spawn and the at the first part of the in the first round. And like and Optic just killed all of phase and just pushed up and the and the round was over in no time. Like it was just stuff like that. Like there were so many little retakes that Optic could do that would just put phase in the ground. 
And, um, you know, one thing that happened in that series was Optic... Okay, so Optic goes up 2-0 in the series, or in the control. And they're... I mean, they're looking to close it out. And then there's, like, a little timeout that happens. FaZe takes a timeout. Um, you know, each team has one allotted timeout per series um, that they can take. Uh, or per game, I think. But FaZe takes a timeout. And it only lasts like five or ten seconds. Like it was, it was like we're taking the timeout. Oh, we're back, and nobody really knew at the time what the timeout was for. I mean, a lot of people honestly thought maybe they're trying to ice optic. You know, maybe they're trying to like, maybe they're trying to make optic be like, oh, why'd they take a timeout and then lose the rounds? Uh, but that's kind of what happened in a way because then Phase knocks off two rounds in a row, and they're and it's like, oh. Well, this is going to be close. And they end up going to that last round. And Optic has defense. But FaZe starts really putting Optic down. Like, they start get, they start stringing kills together. It looks like they're going to pull off the reverse sweep in the control. And then the, it's 5 versus 18. Mm-hmm. Optic have 5 lives left and FaZe have 18. And Optic just starts stringing together kills. And everybody's like, what's happening? Like, they just, FaZe cannot get a kill. And they, it goes all the, like, Faze, Optic ends up winning the round from a 5 versus 18. And everybody's like, how did that happen? Like, there's no way that FaZe choked that bad. And then Arcides is like, he takes his headset off, and he's like trying to get the ref to come over. Apparently, Arcides was lagging. I don't know how you lag on land, but... Arcides was lagging and having problems. And so during that 5 versus 18, Arcides was like in the back of the map, I guess trying to yell at a ref or fix his issue. And he wasn't moving. And... I don't know why the refs didn't end the game if this was a problem, but what ended up happening is they had to replay the round and... Granted, it's really good that they didn't play the they didn't replay the whole game because I feel like Phase might have won if they replayed the whole game because mm-hmm. I feel like that would have demoralized Optic a little bit. That would have probably took them down a little bit. But they ended up replaying the round, and the only caveat to that was before the round five, Scump had a glide bomb, and he did not get his glide bomb back. A lot of people were talking about that. But ultimately, it didn't matter because Optic uh, just ran phase into the ground in that last round. Everybody thought it was going to be scary because phase would have a chance to win and like Skump didn't have his glide bomb. So it wasn't like people were saying it wasn't fair, but then Optic just smokes him. I mean, Optic just ran straight through him. And the rest of the series is kind of like the same thing. It's just in the respawns, Optic was just smoking him. Like phase really had no chance. And FaZe took a couple S&Ds off of them. Granted, both of them were close. Um, but that last uh, Berlin S&D, um, it just, it was pretty close. Um, but Optic ended up taking it. Uh, and that's the series. Optic wins the major. It was, it was what? Yeah. I mean, I'm watching through like some of these clips and they're just pretty, pretty, pretty good. And yeah, they're not... You know, it was wild. Like I, I have never seen Phase crumble like that. Like that's the thing is like, 
Faze have always been known as like they're super cracked and they're extremely good at respawn. But like they didn't win a single respawn in the grand finals. Yeah. I mean I <laughs> one of the another thing that I didn't bring up earlier, one of the craziest things that happened this uh weekend was um in all of uh in all of their matches and all of their maps Ultra did not win a hard point until they played phase in losers. They had made it. They had won their series against Thieves and won their series against Breach without winning a hard point. That was kind of that was kind of weird. <laughs> Everybody was wondering if they would make it to grand finals without winning a hard point. <laughs> No, but, like, watching through, like, um, like I'm on, like, a Call of Duty t Twitter right now, and I've pulled up on stream, but, like, watching these, like, watching these clips of, like, Optic, you know what I mean? Aaron said it in the chat, you know, this was Optic's weekend, you know what I mean? It should have been, you know, it should be. You know, they, they needed this kind of, like, home crowd where they could just be like, yeah, we're back. You should have you know seen what, I mean? what uh, Cami almost did against the Thieves. Um... Let me see if I can find it. 100% complete. Uh, we have a complete bracket, too, by the way. Uh, uh, I probably should have brought this up earlier, but here we are. Complete bracket. Poor us. I think it was Kami that did it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, like, for the most part, we were pretty on... We were pretty on... Pretty on bar. I mean... um, As far as, you know, everything went... Yeah, but like uh, breaches was, though. Breach though kind of came out of nowhere and made it into the top six, and you know I feel like that's a really good show out for their first. Yeah, like, they played well. They played. They played well. I watched I the uh, their, Breach versus Ultra match, and that was after a long day of work. I it was not awake for the entire thing, like I said, but it was. I was, it was very a little exciting. bit heartbreaking because I kind of thought they would win that. To Yo, be for the real way though. Ultra was looking. Oh yeah, and then like the comeback that that kind of gave methods. You know what I mean? Like after. Yeah. You know, getting kicked off the team and whatnot, and then like him winning would have just been so much better personally, and then would have put Boston Breach in the in the in the top four, I believe. So, I will say one thing that didn't make the uh, one thing that didn't probably make the TL because he didn't clutch it, but uh, in the Ultra versus Thieves in the game two, the Tuscan S and D, uh, Cami got put in a one v four. But he got a three piece, and if he hadn't have been running at the door when the last guy challenged it, he would have got a four piece in a one v four. Yeah, because he got behind him and he got a three piece because he killed one, and they kind of like scattered, like they didn't like they bunched up and scattered, and they didn't know where he went, and he killed the other two. And then the last guy busted through the door right when he was running at it with a pistol, and he didn't have yeah. time to react. If you'd have killed that guy, it would have been a four piece one v four. But yeah, in end hindsight, when Optic did the reverse sweep phase, didn't want to let this opportunity go. Yeah, you know I what? don't. I, I mean, like I definitely glad. don't think phase need to be too worried. Yeah, they literally went. They're all the time. still really good, but I mean, they uh, they kind of crumbled on land. I mean, yeah, they're not doing as good as they usually do. You know what I mean? Like uh, the phase. Like I said, they didn't win a respawn. The yeah. team that was so good at respawn last year the team that was unstoppable in control mm -hmm. didn't win a single respawn 
Agreed. This season is going to be interesting. I like it, you know, because last season it was like, yeah, FaZe is the best team. We all know they're going to win. You know, like, there's a chance that they won't, but we all know deep down that they would, and they did. And this year it's like, we don't know. Like, there's a there's a few teams that really are good contenders, and, and there's another team, like, other teams that are kind of down lower that have the potential, if they really, like, unlock it, to kind of just, you know, take off and make it all the way. I mean, granted, there's only four majors, so I can't, you know, we can't say that these teams are going to win a major each. No. But I think there's, I think there's easily five to six teams that could easily win a major if the odds even swung a little bit in their favor. And there's some other teams that definitely could win a major if they uh, improve a little bit more. Like I would say Optic Phase, London Ultra, Thieves, those are five teams that could easily win a major. Oh, yeah. Um. And I would say the other team would be Surge. I mean, granted, they didn't. They they kind of looked like last year's Surge during this tourney, but I, I think feel like if they regroup. I think yeah. I think if they come back and they they regain, they go back to the lab and work a little bit. I think they could easily win a major. Agreed. Uh, I think of all this, like, the teams that didn't perform last year were performing better this year. Yeah, that's pretty much what's going on. Like, a lot of the teams that haven't been performing in previous, you know, years, like, they're they're finally, like, kind of showing up a little bit. I mean, we still have, like, our top, you know, you got our top people, but it's kind of yeah, nice I mean, to see Optic. Ultra, like, there, but, yeah, but the thing is, know, is, like, Optic's been kind of, like, like not winning. In London, who, like, I think the Thieves in London were the two teams that made the most roster changes last year, and they both kind of had turmoil over the year. Seeing them as high as they were felt really good, especially London looking at top three. Because like, at one point last year, London and Paris were kind of fighting for who's the worst team, and now London's up in third, and it's they're looking good. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited. I want to see some differences. You know, uh, I feel like they're kind of like closes. Oh, plus we had Maven and Merc this weekend, which was pretty pretty lit. Yeah, Maven and Merc. Um, Maven and Merc was dope. I mean, I wish they would have casted the grand finals, but it's fine. Fine, it's whatever. Um, but let's kind of like take this and kind of like segue into a new conversation because I feel like we we kind of like really got into that. Like we took about thirty minutes talking about the CDL, which was needed. You know what I mean? It was a pretty hype weekend. Was... Yeah, I mean it was. It's it, it. We just capped off a major, so yeah, we got We got We got to delve into it a little bit, which we did. Alrighty, now exception. I just want to point out one thing while Deception thinks about the next topic we're going to talk about. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I sent this to... This is the tweet that I saw at the beginning of the podcast. But I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to segue, segue into it. But speaking of, like, you know, Optic and Honor Thieves and everything. Uh, Nate Shot's last tournament win in COD was on this day. In 2015. That was seven years yep. ago. Yeah, no, not on this day. Player. It was the July 17th. No. No, it was this day. Uh, it was today. It was today. Sorry, I'm just dumb. Um, well, it was yesterday. Well, yesterday. Yes, you're correct. March 8th. March 8th was his last yeah, was... competition. And now, from that time to now, he has become a creator, uh, oh, CEO. Where, uh, that was basically like a tournament. Like the, the, North, the regional finals were just tournaments where... Uh... Oh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it was, like, a pretty good, um... They, like, you qualify, you qualify for champs off of this tournament, but that this time it wasn't just, oh, we're qualified for champs, we're good. 
they actually offered a prize pool for a, the you know the team that could win the tourney and mm-hmm. I mean Optic were the dynasty team they were just too good at that point I mean yeah I mean like granted, if you look at the roster it's kind of sad because they didn't win champs and they kind of crumbled mm-hmm. uh, you know they up pulling out the HBR uh, but. Yeah, but you look at you look at the you look at the you know like you look at the team you look at the squad you know you've got you've got Nate shot you got Scump you've got Krim you've got Formal. I mean Scump was only twenty at that point. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like he was young. Like he's two years. He, at this point in time, he's two years older than I am. Like think about yeah, that. Yeah, Nate you know? shot was the oldest player on the team at this point. Mm-hmm. I think he was only like twenty four. Yeah. Um, you're right, Aaron. Nechad is trying to be a mini Hex, but I don't think that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like Hex is a really great person to model after. He's done a lot, and he's ex- he's I achieved mean, a look lot. At the success of Hundred Thieves. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's modeling after Hex and having just the same success. E- even better if you if you think about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you look at like if you look at like I mean, I don't think that right now his overall like uh his image is as good as Hex because he's just not been around long enough. But his success is there. Like, he has definitely pulled off uh, more like, than Hex did in his first few years. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you look at it, you know, 100 Thieves is one of the be- one of the best organizations in the world at this time as yep. far as, like, gaming goes and kind of, like, you know, as other organizations outside of gaming as well. Like, they're really successful. They have a really great, like, team behind them. Not only, like, content creators and streamers and stuff but like behind the scenes too like you know creative directors and the sorts along that line you know they have they're doing partnerships with like anime you know shows and and they did a partnership with halo halo gucci like gucci you know what i mean like gucci they got with you know what i'm saying like that's pretty it's pretty interesting and you know what is it i think it's this week i think it's 11th i think it's when they have their um uh, Attack on Titan, Time of Hunter Thieve, these um pop up shop, I think. Yeah. Like their merch game is on point. Like, ugh. if I wasn't broke, orders, if yeah. I was not broke. Yeah, dude, I would love to. I would love to get some Hunter Thieves merch at some point. But, um, another thing that we should talk about, uh, that. I don't know. It's not really gotten that much traction, but I think it will the more people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conversation of who's the greatest COD player of all time is kind of like resurfaced. Ooh. A lot of people are starting to think maybe it's not Krim. Uh, because when you look at what, I mean, granted, like Scump has not had as much overall success in his career as Krim. Um, part of it was with Krim, but... Um, Scump has genuinely had more longevity than Krim, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are valuing longevity in esports now. Oh, uh, if you want to look at like if you want to look at stats, this Optic Major win for Scump was his thirtieth tournament win. Um, it's ten less than Krim. Krim or not seven less than Krim because Krim has thirty-seven. But this was now that Scump has won on Vanguard. He has won on ten different Call of Duty games. True. And how He's many won is Krim? Ten different games, all the way from Black Ops One to Vanguard. Krim has only won in I think six or seven COD games. Granted, he started later. He was in Black Ops Two. So let's see. He won in Black Ops Two. Won in Ghosts. 
He won an AW. He won in BO3. He won an IW. Did not win in World War Two. Did not win in BO... Or he won in BO4 because they won Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Won in Modern Warfare. I don't think he won in Black Ops, though. Did not win Cold in Cold War. War. He, so he's won in nine Call of Duty games. Not ten, though. And Scump has had a longer career. Scump has been mm-hmm. at it for 11 years now. And he's still going. He's still, you know, making people, you know, and he started really, really young, too. Like, he started, like, competing while he was still in high school, and now look at him. He's be... Yeah, Scump was 16 when he played yeah. his first event. And he won his first event. Yeah. I mean, he had played on, like, small lands, so he definitely wasn't new to land. But his first, like, major Call of Duty event with a with a pro team against other pro teams, he won. And he only had a week of preparation. He joined that team that had, that team had TP on it and Aches, which was mm-hmm. crazy. But he joined that team a week before the major because one of their guys dipped. And they showed up and won it. So. And that was like a big deal back then too, because roster changes was not really a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean roster changes weren't as publicized back then, and it just didn't happen like it does now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously it happens less now than it did before the CDL, but like we didn't see we didn't see a whole ton of like after every event, there's like 15 roster changes like we did back in like Bo3 days, like yeah. It was if there was a roster change, it was like it was kind of major, um, especially when it came to like the more top teams in the in the game. So, you know, when Skump came on, I mean, he showed up. Uh, but and it wasn't just like, especially in that tournament, it wasn't just that he was playing on a good team that was already projected to do well. He actually he popped off in that tournament. He played super well. Um, I know, like, there's this is one of the most popular clips from that tournament and from Scump's career. But uh, in the last game of the series, uh, when they won that grand finals, he started off eighteen and four. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, he was popping off. So, here's something I want to talk about, because it happened this past week, and, you know, I feel like that's pretty, um, you know, I feel like we should, we should really talk about it, because we've been kind of, you know, talking about it slowly, and but surely throughout um, the weeks it's been going on. Um, the Top 100 for Phase 1 was announced uh, last Thursday, yep. the remainder of the Top 100. Um, I have it pulled up, uh, the list of the people that are in the Top 100, so we can go ahead and take a little bit of a look at that. Um, I have it nice and set up, too, so you can vouch on here, too, and see their videos. Um, you know, looking at There's this... There's one person that I, uh, that I know that made the top 100. Who's that? Horizon, because, uh, Taylor played with her in Tourney, and Taylor's played with her quite a bit lately. Horizon? She made, I think she was, like, 63 or 64 out of 100. Nope. But, yeah, so they've got, you know, everyone listed here. So you can actually go on the website and, like, vote, you know, who you want. I know her. Um, But, yeah, there's, like, and the thing is, is, like, I've been paying attention to this. And this this list, there's a couple people that were on there um, in the top 100, like, Ernesto, Faria, 
uh some names that are familiar uh 12th hour really cool people like those three like i remember from the top uh, 100 for the phase five but there's a lot of new names on here like there's a lot of new people that either didn't go for it last time or you know did go for it but you know got better sense so it's really great to see new people in this in this top 100 and i like it i like it and there's a very there's a very good variety of people too and i also like that as well Red Vines isn't the last time I think Potter was. Um, I'll look at names here. But there's a lot of new names, and I like to see it. Um, you know? I mean, I wish my name was up there. Everybody, <laughs> one of my homies' name was up there. But you know what? You know, congrats to these people. You know, they obviously earned it. Um, you know, and then for you guys that didn't make it, you know, and went out and tried, like, myself, uh, there's always next time. You know what I mean? Take, take, take this and watch these videos and see what they did. You know what I mean? See what, you know, all these people have in common and, you know, <clears throat> see what all these people have in common. Be like, yo, like, oh, okay. This is what they all have in common. And then you kind of like mold your, not mold yourself to them, but like kind of like apply that same thing to you and just become better, you know, with a little bit of self-reflection. Yep. I think that's what these recruitment challenges are really good for. A lot of people hate on them, um, especially when they're with big organizations like FaZe. Um, but it's a great time to just reflect on your own content and be like, hey, what am I doing good? What am I doing not good? Like, what can I do better next time? Because these recruitment challenges happen all the time, not just with FaZe, but with other, you know, bigger organizations, smaller organizations. There's recruitment challenges all the time. And I bet you right now, now that phase one's going on, all these other organizations are going to do them too. Cause like, oh yeah, we could do a recruitment challenge. That'd be so cool, you know? Cause they see all the publicity that phase is getting from it. And they want the same publicity. So if you want to, yep. you know, go out, just go into Google Explore. Go into, here, I'll do this. I'll do this right here for you guys, right? Hold on. I'll do this for you guys right here and now. Okay, go to Twitter and search. Go recruit mint challenge. Just straight up recruitment challenge in the search bar and go latest then you're going to get some weird stuff um arc region they're a really small organization they're having a recruitment challenge um there's going to be a look is there a way that i can like we'll go to top right there's a lot of new stuff but we're not going to talk about it uh tier team one they're having a recruitment challenge. They have 3,000 followers. You know what I mean? Ignite is having an recruitment challenge. I've never heard of them before. But they have 11K followers. So, um, you know, might be worth a shot. Uh, yep. All these people are being, hey, should we do a recruitment challenge? Recruitment challenge. And then this guy's like, hey, yo, I'm in top, you know, I'm top 100 for your phase. Phase was really the team that popularized recruitment yeah. challenges. See, look at this guy right here. He's founder of Envious Invading. What team that is? I don't know. It's a Middle Eastern team. 1,500 followers. They're doing a recruitment challenge. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many recruitment challenges that are going to be going on here in the next few months. Um, and if you guys want to get in on them, go ahead. You know, even if you don't want to be part of the organization... I mean, you can 
probably, you probably should want to be part of the organization. You're going to participate in one of their recruitment challenges. But yeah. um, <laughs> even if you don't win, you know what I mean? It's more of an insight. You know, maybe you can gain some more followers. Maybe you can, you know, network with some more people. And I think that's probably the most important part is just networking and meeting new people through these recruitment challenges. And that's, I think that's the best part of them. I think that's what a lot of people miss um, with recruitment challenges. Is it's a great opportunity to make people, meet people and make new friends yep. and, you know, learn. And it's a learning experience. Life is such a big learning experience and people don't take advantage of it. Like me personally, yep. I learned a lot from watching these other, I've been, I've been watching some of them. I want to watch through the uh, 100, top 100 recruitment, you know, they're, submission videos just to like see and then their next ones i try to like i'm trying to stay on top of it but i just don't have the time to watch them because i'm so freaking work i'm working all the time it's great um but like you know take notes be like oh that's really cool i want to try that in my stream or i want to try that in my videos you know what i mean like oh how would he do that you know and here at the cloud together podcast we if you have questions like that we can help you if you see a video and you're like hey how this man do that because like that's freaking insane we can try to help you whether it's editing or whatever i mean i'm pretty well versed in the editing and graphic design and camera field um i don't know how well deception is but i am pretty well versed uh, i took a whole course on it uh for like a year I took a course on um video production so yeah video production yeah man so, you know, if you have so many questions like that, you can answer them you can ask them right now, you can ask them in the comment sections of the YouTube video or on our go live tweets. We'll answer them. Or right, to the best of our ability. But um yeah, I mean deception, anything else you want to talk about for a little bit? We have a little bit of we have a little bit of time. I mean I just really didn't enjoy watching come Optic come back on top for the major. Uh felt good. Especially if they're, you know, being their home major, but yeah. I mean they earned it. They played so well. Didn't lose a series. It was great. Oh, yo, okay. This is actually, I just saw this. Get Wet put oh, this boy. out a second ago on Twitter. But I feel like I should share this with you guys. Oh, fudge nuggets. I feel like I should share this with you guys because this is actually really important. And we're in the gaming industry and, you know, we're in the streamers and everything. And this is like really, this is actually really serious. Um, So uh, I, I have in front of me a list of um uh products on recall from the... Uh, what is it? The uh, USDA website. From this is from the USDA website. These are products that are on recall. These are beef jerky companies, right? Um, if you see any beef jerky companies that you're working with currently on this recall list, um, that it it it's the product type. You know, you got some cracked pepper, black pepper, old fashioned mango. There's a lot for each one, um, and a lot of like repeat names you see down here. So. Um, you might want to like Smokehouse Jerky Co. Uh, it, it's it's uh, 
it's it's a serious thing when you know you have a company and and i know a lot of people when they when they um want to like you know have a you know a sponsor or um they want to have like a sponsor they have like want an affiliation code they don't want to like be with someone that they don't support and um you know seeing all these names it's really um seeing like names over and over and over again so. I see killer jerky multiple times. Yep. There's a lot of them. You ranch view jerky co. You see a couple times here Humboldt's. You see a lot. Um, I've seen them multiple Humboldt, 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 Humboldt. In they're in literally area. every single. They're in every single category almost. Um. Yeah. Uh. Get it, foods that give you listeria are definitely not good. Yeah. So <laughs> this is just like a heads up to any of you guys. I feel like that's I need to share that because I know a lot of creators watch this, so or listen to it. So I feel like that I needed to uh, share the information that was given to me by Twitter. Yeah. So just in case you guys weren't aware, um, that's why I don't do beef jerky. I, don't, I try not to do food companies because of that. You know, sometimes you can't really control recalls, but Sometimes you can. It just depends on your supplier. Um, also, I don't really don't like beef 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 jerky. Um, beef jerky. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like beef jerky. I'm not a meat person. I don't I like any jerky. other meat other than like chicken. That's like the only meat I like. And then sometimes God, I like you just food. tell me. Even though all of those products have been recalled for listeria, so I definitely will not be buying those. Just seeing all kinds of beef jerky companies made me hungry. Oh my. I love beef jerky. I man. don't like it. You know, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, hey, like, there's some beef jerky. I should buy it. And, and every time I do buy it, I'm like, eh, I don't like this. That's gross. I don't like this. <sighs> but, you know, it's whatever. I'm more of like, uh, I, I'm a ve- I was vegetarian for what a few years. What if they made chicken jerky? Chicken jerky? Maybe. <laughs> I can. That's I possible. I know it's possible, and maybe I'd have to try it. I've never tried it, but um, I'm just not a like I'm not a meat person. I was vegetarian for like two and a half, three years, and I actually loved it. Like I really loved it. Like I was also like swimming, so I was like in the I was in probably the best shape of my life at like 14. So I was um, vegetarian. I was swimming all the time. I was working out all the time. Like I was in the best physical shape of my life. And now yep. like I eat vegan most of the time anyway, and like sometimes I don't, but most of the time I do. And I like it. I I like, you know, I like veganism. I like a plant-based you diet. Like not eating meat. Yeah, I do sometimes though. You know, like I, you know, I, I splurge I a little bit. Do it. But I do the vegetarian it. lifestyle, I, I like meat. it. I have to have meat, man. You have to have meat. But the thing is, is yeah. like I would go vegetarian again or even vegan. But like when I go to people's houses, or like I go, you know, see people, it's a little bit harder restricting on them too. It's kind of like an inconvenience to them as well, because like, hey, can you even eat this? And I'm like, no, get me something else. And I don't want to be like that. So um, I just kind of yeah. like I'm I'm a. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. On on weekdays I'm a vegan. On weekends I'm not. That's kind of what's going on. A part-time vegan. Not really like, not really like a. It's not a Put diet really. Twitter bio: part-time vegan. Part-time vegan. <laughs> I'm gonna change it right now, Loki. I I'm going to. Uh, and then. Oh man. Part-time vegan. <laughs> vegan. Vegan. 
Vegan. Vegan. I gotta change my banner. Hold on, I just want to see my game. No. I have to carry the podcast. Alright, but yeah. I mean, this whole like beef jerky situation is not good. Um. If anybody doesn't know what Listeria is, I'll look it up for you. What's Listeria? So, you don't know what Listeria is? Nope. Okay, so, oh, we're not gonna like, we're not gonna go into the Wikipedia thing because it's all about sciencey stuff that like nobody really truly understands. But Listeria is a genus of bacteria that acts as an intercellular parasite in mammals. Okay. Okay. But we're, man- we're mammals, by is, the way. Bottom line is, okay, people also ask what happens if you get listeria. Listeriosis can cause mild flu-like symptoms, such as fever, chills, muscle aches, and diarrhea or upset stomach. Ew. You may also have a stiff neck, headache, confusion, or loss of balance. Symptoms may appear as late as two months after you have eaten something with listeria. Oh, so it's like it's not like a sudden thing, like... Yeah. yeah. They okay. also said many pregnant women never have symptoms, so. Interesting. <clears throat> Yo, I just got two of these in a row. Are you kidding me? Five followers. What is it? Five followers. Five followers. No. Want to become famous? Five followers and viewers. No. Thank you. Goodbye, sir. Goodbye. 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 Uh, goodbye. Um, speaking of goodbyes, I think it's time we wrap up today's podcast. We got a lot. We're going to try to, like, do a couple of new things next week, make it a little bit less Call of Duty and make it more, like, not less Call of Duty League and a little bit more some other stuff. Um, we've got a couple of things that we're trying to get. We have a little plans that we're trying to plan a little bit more to yep. so they can come to fruition for you guys. Um, we're really trying to, all, you know, you know, make the time together podcast pretty lit. Um, yeah. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you guys are new, make sure you guys follow, uh, you know, subscribe, like, whatever you can do on whatever platform you're at. Um, check out the other episodes of the podcast if you haven't already. Um, hopefully by the well, by the time oh. this one's uploaded everywhere else, the rest of them will be uploaded everywhere else too. I'm working on that. Okay, I'm just a little bit. Helen? Yo. We have breaking news. Oh, what's the breaking news? London Royal Ravens have signed Paul X on a two-week contract. He'll be filling in for Gizmo, who's flying home for personal reasons. Gizmo is expected to return for next week's matches. Okay. Interesting. So, this week, they'll be playing with Paul X. But, next week, he'll, uh, Gizmo will be back. I mean, Paul X is not a stranger to London, so Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll be I don't think it'll be that bad. I just hope they hopefully win whatever series they have to play this week. So, Unless it's against Optic, then sad. Sorry, London. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Good thing we got that. Like, usually do that right after we end the podcast. So I'm glad that, you know, no, we finally like caught that. Week. Less like last week, right after we ended the podcast, May, it was announced that Maven and Murph were coming back. So Yeah. So I'm glad. literally right when we ended it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad that you know we stuck it out another minute. But anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next week on Wednesday, 12 p.m. EST. We actually every week, 12 p.m. EST on Wednesdays. 
um, with the podcast on twitch.tv forward slash deception the rapper and twitch.tv forward slash tonus underscore scorp um and yeah we will see you guys then or if you guys watch elsewhere we appreciate you as well and thank you so much we will see you next time anything to say deception oh um, yeah i think we covered everything i think we're good Alrighty. see you guys next time peace